Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome to another edition, the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I am your host, Greg, and thank you, as I just said. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I probably should have said that before. Before I get started on this episode, how about this weather in New York, man? It's like 32 degrees. It's like you're walking outside and it looks like you're smoking a cigarette. You can see your breath while you're, while you're breathing. You know it's cold when you cough and you can see your breath. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about these New York Giants. Today I want to talk about um, the New York Giants, the latest in addition, rendition, and are they figuring it out? Because this past weekend, the New York Giants were in Washington and they defeated the Washington Redskins by a score of 40-16. to 16. They were up 34-0 at the half. Last time the Giants scored this many points was a couple years ago. Remember that game? 2015, when we had that shootout in New Orleans with Drew Brees and we lost 52-49? to That was the last time the Giants broke the 40 barrier. I had texted my buddy second half of this game, and it was like a little bit into the third quarter. I texted him. I said, yo, look, am I bugging right now? I know we're up. 34 to zip. But being a Giant fan, you know the negative is going to happen. You know there could be an epic comeback. Can I actually sit back, put my feet up and say, ah, this is the life. My buddy said, you know what? We still got Saquon. They still got Mark Sanchez in there. Put your feet up. So I was like, all right. Obviously, then came the 16 points and I wasn't worried because the Giants still had the game in hand and it was an interception late that kind of made you feel like, all right, we definitely got this. But it was still a little angst. But in this game where Mark Sanchez came in for the injured Colt McCoy, and we all know Alex Smith a couple of weeks ago broke his leg and is out for the year, um, you know, hasn't played in a long time and he was extremely rusty, didn't look good at all, and was benched for Josh Johnson. And Mark, in this game, actually went 6 for 14 for 38 yards, two picks. One of them was a pick six and five sacks. Now, in this game, I don't want to make it seem like the Giants were all helped by Mark Sanchez. I think the defensive line played extremely well. I mean, look, you know that Mark Sanchez is a starting quarterback. They still got Adrian Peterson, and I know there's injuries on the offensive line. They held Adrian Peterson to 10 carries, 16 yards. I understand with all the injuries and all that, but to hold a future Hall of Fame running back to 16 yards, and as a team, holding the Redskins to 84 yards rushing, that defense and that D-line, it started to look, or it looked like it's turning a corner, and they played very well. And you had to know, the Giants knew the key was to stop the run early, make Mark Sanchez a passer, and that would be our best shot. And that's exactly what they did. And watching this game, although early on, this was a very slow-moving game. I mean, the offense in the first half couldn't get out of their own way. Penalties, just not even able to get a first down. But when they got it in gear... They had a, let me say this, and I'm going to get closer to the mic, a 27-point second quarter. Yes, 27-point 
second quarter. In saying that, this had to be, on both sides of the ball, the best game of the year. I mean, you had a maximum effort put out by the offense. You had Eli going for buck 97, three touchdowns. You had Barkley rushing for 170 yards and a touchdown. He had a juicy, succulent 78-yard touchdown run untouched. And at the 50-yard line, it was basically a sprint into the end zone. Defensively, the Giants had five sacks. As I mentioned, three interceptions. This was a game where it was good in the second half, where late in the fourth quarter, you didn't see guys with that look on the face, like looking into space, like, yo, what happened, man? We practiced hard. We did everything at the court. Like, what happened? They were just all laughing, smiling, joking around, you know, just playing around on the sideline. And that's good to see, man, because it lets you know that, yeah, this feels good. Are we going to make the playoffs? We're going to talk about that in a minute. But are we going to make the playoffs? Who knows? But at least for today, today it feels good to be the better team. And one of the reasons for this turnaround and why the Giants have this five-game situation going on, five-game, five wins thus far. I shouldn't say situation. Five wins thus far, two more than last year. I believe that a lot of and the majority of this credit should go to the head coach, Shermer. He has developed an identity with the Giants where for years it just felt like it was either Eli to Beckham if that didn't work, we had no identity whatsoever. He Shermer should also get credit for the culture and how it's getting better. Like I just said, you don't see guys walking around, looking at each other, mean mugging, looking into space like what happened. You see, you saw smiling. You saw guys hugging each other on the sideline. Let's keep it real. When the Giants were 1-7, and seven, right, and it looked like, are we ever going to win a game? They played hard. They were losing, but they played hard, and they did not quit. Now, last year, there were games where you were like, oh, my God. It seems as though these guys made a business decision heading into this game as opposed to just playing hard. But you can see the effort. You can see the passion. Janoris Jenkins, never known as a big tackler over this past weekend, coming up, setting the edge, tackling Adrian Peterson. I mean, they came to play. That is the credit of the head coach inspiring and motivating this team to play. How about I tweeted it out last night. Check it out on my timeline, Man Cave Huddle, um, on Twitter. There was a 50-yard run by Saquon Barkley, and he had a 78. This, the 50-yard wasn't a touchdown. The 78, that was a thing of beauty. But the 50-yard run, he's cutting back, he's cutting back. There was, a, and you can see the widescreen. Sterling Shepard was blocking the receiver on his, I mean, the defender, the cornerback on his side of the field. Saquon Barkley cuts back across the field to where now he's on the opposite side where Sterling Shepard is blocking the cornerback. He lets go of the guy he's blocking, sprints like 15 yards ahead of Barkley just to lay out Josh Norman to give Barkley an additional 10 yards on the run. 
Now, when you are sitting there and you are four and eight, to sit there and sprint 20 yards down the field to block a cornerback just so your running back can get an extra 10 yards, that's the stuff when you're watching the film the next day or whenever they watch the film, that's something you rewind and play, rewind and play, rewind and play. And everybody's hooting and hollering, and you feel good because you know although it wasn't a touchdown or you didn't catch the ball to make a great play, your block helped the team win and create a big play. That's the stuff that carries on to the next week, and you say, I like the way this feels. I want to keep it going. How about the 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 – what I like about Kurt, uh, Coach Shermer the most is when his players make good plays on the sideline, good defensive plays, big-time touchdowns, you see him walk up to the player and hug the player. Not one of those generic attaboy way to get him, a pat on the butt, pat on the helmet. Like, he's giving him a hug. Like, you see, you worked hard all this week, and now it's paid off. Good job. And it's like you can see the transparency with him and the way he communicates with the players and the way they're receiving the message. And it's working because, look, people are saying there is a path for the Giants to make the playoffs. And obviously, it has to be the Giants winning out and they're playing, hosting the Titans at the Colts and hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I know initially you're saying they can never beat the Dallas Cowboys. Well, if they have everything shored up and they have nothing to play for in that last game and they're sitting all their starters, there you go. But in saying that, it's one of those the Giants have to win the next three games and a whole bunch of other teams need to lose. It The perfect example I can make is you're running late for work and you get off the exit And you know the only way you can make it to work on time is if all the lights are green. (laughs) And you're sitting there saying, I don't know if this is happening, but I'm going to hope. And you start gunning it. Now, look, we all know chances of you making all of the lights green are not going to happen. You might have to cut a red light here and there. Same as the Giants. They could do their part, but who knows if all these other teams have to win. I mean, have to lose, lose. It's tough, but... In saying that, the fact that from where they were to now, you could actually map out a path for them to make the playoffs and keep this team motivated and wanting to win, that's an accomplishment in itself. Because there were times during the season where you were thinking, the season's over, the World Series hasn't even started, and will we ever win a game again? And I know initially everybody's talking draft, Everybody's talking, and I was talking Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon, getting this top 10 pick, if not the top pick in the draft. And now I think we've played ourselves out of the top pick. I think we've played ourselves probably out of the top five. I still think we're good enough to get a top 10 pick, but I don't know if a quarterback will be available. But you know me, your boy. I'm always doing research. I'm searching. I'm trying to bring you guys information so when you're listening to this on your way to work, you don't have to sit there and pause and look on your phone and say, let me research a seat. No, I got you. So there was a way too early mock draft that I have acquired via Todd McShay. I like Todd McShay. And I also like a lot of the guys that ESPN have up there. 
but I like uh, Tom Mache. Now, for his mock draft, way too early mock draft, because you don't even know if a lot of these underclassmen are going to declare for the draft. So this is literally based upon where he thinks teams will be drafting and who he feels like would be the best player for that team to get. Todd has the Giants picking at 10 and has the Giants selected with the 10th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The New York football Giants select quarterback from Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins. Now look, Dwayne Haskins this year has shot up. He basically set Big Ten records with touchdown passes, uh, 4,000 yards. In that offense, he looked like he's just unstoppable. But the one thing I don't like about him is his lack of mobility and athleticism, and he's not that mobile of a quarterback. And nowadays, you need to have a little bit of mobility. I don't care who you are. Does he have everything else? He does have a rocket of an arm, very cerebral, can read the defense. I mean, would I be mad at that pick? I wouldn't be mad at that pick, but I would say this. That offensive line needs to get, not be good, needs to be the best. Because if he's not going to move it, he needs a wall in front of him, then we need to work on that offensive line. And speaking of which, that offensive line has improved. With the addition of Jamon Brown, and you can see Will Hernandez at the other guard. You got to, you know, him and Saquon, you got to give these guys a break. Because being rookies starting from day one, you know that it's going to take a while for them to get acclimated to the speed, the style, the acumen that you need to have on each play, the spirit and the passion that you have. And usually it kicks in around week eight how your mindset needs to be entering each game. I mean, Hernandez early on in the season when we were playing some of the best teams in the league, he was just getting beat like it was easy pass. But now when you watch him on the field, you could see, yeah, that's the mauler that they were talking about. That's the animal that they said he was going to be as an offensive guard. And you could also see with Jamon Brown at the other guard, it's helped solidify the offensive line. Nate Solder has played a lot better. Chad Wheeler is a second-year player, but now that he's getting to start week in, week out, he's another young player that probably has adapted to the style and the speed of the league. And the offensive line, it still needs work, but it's gotten a lot better. And it's given Eli time that he needs to really get busy back there. I mean, since Jamon Brown has been added, my buddy on the Air We're Off podcast, shout-out to Chris Sheeran, and I don't want to miss my man Eric on BigBlueInteractive.com. It's another... um, Two spots that I've been, two guys I've been working with. Thank you for the opportunity, guys. But Christian brought up to me that with the addition of John Brown, Jamon Brown, Eli Manning has had an out of this world quarterback rating. He had ten touchdowns and I believe two interceptions. So I mean, you know, what's everybody's thing that they say about Eli? Eli needs to have a line. He's never been mobile. Well, you're giving him a line. You're giving him time, and you're seeing what he could do. I mean, Eli on Sunday looked young. Laughing, smiling, the offense posed after a touchdown. He was like, what do I do? Just smile? All right, I'm going to smile. You know what I'm saying? And he fist pumped. And as a Giant fan, to all my Giant fans out there, we all know. Eli, you don't know on his face sometimes if he just threw the game-winning touchdown, he's constipated, or he just threw the game-losing interception. With that, with this, the, 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 empty gaze that he has on his face sometimes. But we all know when you see that fist pump 
or you see the two arm above his head, yeah, you know. All right, guys, start warming up the bus. This one's a wrap. And he did that. And I was like, wow, I feel confident because once you see the Eli fist pump, even he knows this is a wrap. So it was good to see young Eli play again. But um, back to Coach Sherman, I just want to finish up what I was saying about him. Um, to the identity that he's developed on the Giants, I think now you're beginning to see the week in and week out, what the Giants want to do is establish Saquon either in the pass game, short little passes on the outside, helping Eli get into rhythm, and with him running. And what does that do? That allows Eli to be on the center. And that helps Eli because now we all know how good of a play-action passer he is. So now when he's on the center, is it a play-action pass? Do we have all of our run fits in case Eli's going to run to the left, to the right? I mean, I'm sorry, Eli, Saquon's going to run to the left, to the right. Do we have the run fit set properly if he cuts back? So now there's a lot of things that you have to think about. Utilizing the tight ends. A couple weeks ago, I had mentioned Simonson. I had mentioned the play of Rhett Ellison against the Chicago Bears with no Evan Ingram, the efforts that they put forth, and how using them and utilizing them helped the Giants win. This past weekend, Evan Ingram apparently has had has been dealing with a hamstring injury after the knee injury, but he had a big reception that led to a touchdown this weekend. Three receptions, 77 yards. The utilization of the middle of the field via the tight end. You're beginning to see that. And then let's also not forget the use of the wide receivers, Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham. You're beginning to see play action and now using these wide receivers at the intermediate and short level. Odell Beckham, the deep level, obviously. And using Odell as, let's not lie about this, you could use him as a decoy. I mean, against the Chicago Bears, he ran a reverse. Damn near everybody came to the line of scrimmage, and it was just a flick of the wrist. And he found the receiver wide open, nobody even in the screen. Same type of situation when they played the Panthers. He ran a reverse, flick of the wrist. And Saquon Barkley was wide open. I don't want to say wide open, but he was open enough to where he was able to run it in for a touchdown. So now it's like wherever wherever Barkley is, I mean Barkley, wherever Odell is, you got to know where he is. And are you double teaming him? Because if you do, now do you have a do you have a safety, a defensive back, or a linebacker, Evan Ingram? And if you have that set, Eli's on the center where he's a lot more comfortable and can, you know, once that fifth foot gets down in a five-step drop, he knows where the ball is going to go. Are they play action or is this going to be a pass? Now it's a lot that you have to think about. And it's a culture thing. And I think this is the identity that the Giants have going into each and every game. And as, and as I said earlier, it also helps that your young rookies are now beginning to play like veterans in Chad Wheeler, Saquon Barkley, Will Hernandez. You're beginning to see the offensive line play good. Saquon now really being the explosive player that we saw. And in this past weekend, you got to give some credit to the offense as a whole because to put up 40 points with no Odell Beckham, yeah, Greg, but you had Mark Sanchez. Did you really think they were going to lose? But they had everybody starting on defense, and they were still able to do what they did. And up as of maybe a couple games ago, the defense was one of the best defenses in the league. And now, obviously, with injuries week in and week out, it's been hard for them to pitch shutouts. But they still had all the starters on defense. 
I mean, we all know that Landon Collins is down for the year, but he even the defense was even able to step up and make things happen without his presence. And speaking of the defense, let's talk about Alec Ogletree. I mean, I know man on man, he is a liability and gets exposed. But as a zone defender, that middle linebacker, that area, that 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 box linebacker in the zone, he's been great. Couple interceptions this past weekend. I mean, think about it. As a middle linebacker, he's had 11 interceptions since 2013. Four in the last four games, three in the last two. And as a linebacker with five interceptions on the season, he's top 10 in the NFL in interceptions. Yes. Yes. Right? And how about a player in Corey Coleman who's been cut by I don't know how many teams this year. First round draft pick as a receiver. But I don't even want to talk about that beautiful catch that he made down the sideline in this game. I want to talk about his special teams. As a kick returner, it's one thing saying, all right, we're starting at the 30. Or you need a ball or call for a fair catch or we're starting at the 25. He's setting the Giants up around midfield, 35, 40, 45 yard line. Now instead of thinking, can we put together a 10, 15 play drive, now you're thinking a couple Barkley runs and a play action and go deep to Odell. Booyaka! That could be the recipe now. Corey Coleman has been an unsung hero in this winning, I don't want to say streak, but just this winning period that the Giants are going through right now. I mean, those are two guys that I think are a part of the winning culture. And I'll tell you this much, Corey Coleman, I know he's had some issues, but maybe sometimes guys need to get cut by a couple teams to know how fragile your career could be in the NFL. And the Giants have a whole bunch of these guys where they're old veterans. They're all old veterans that have been in the league for a lot of years. Some undrafted guys like Elijah Penny, the running back, that have been on practice squads, and the Giants said, we're going to give you a shot. And you know what? Sometimes in life, when preparation meets opportunity, that's when success happens. And if you weren't that high draft pick, you bounce around on a lot of teams, and a team like the Giants says, look, we're going to give you a shot to play, I mean, maybe you could sit there and say that's why Corey Coleman has a, a future, a past first round wide receiver pick has bounced around. Maybe didn't think his career was going to be the way that it was, but now it is the way that it is. He could be thinking, look, I'm going to show the Giants everything I have and give 110%. You know? I mean, look at guys in the receiving game. You got guys like Russell Shepard. Benny Fowler. These are guys that have been around the league, but yet they coming in and they both had, um, um, well, Benny Fowler did not. Well, he did. Yes. Russell Shepard, one reception, touchdown. Benny Fowler, one reception, touchdown. So, I mean, what does that do? You sit there and say, you know what? Whatever coach tells me to do, I've been around this league for a while. I know if I show up and work hard, I will be given the opportunity to produce on Sunday. Another shout-out to Coach Shermer for that. I mean, I don't think they said from last year to this year, I think there have been 33 players that have been changed to where they're not on the team this year from last year. That's a lot of change. And now you can see these guys beginning to believe in the culture. Now, I will say this. We did have a Kyle Luletta sighting on Sunday, 
We've all been saying, should we draft the QB? What do we have? We need to see. We need to see Tandy. We need to see Luletta. Luletta came in. Third quarter. I'm sorry. Started the fourth quarter. 0 for 5. One interception. Eli Manning, your job is secure. I'm not going to go any further on Luletta. I don't want to rip the guy. He's a rookie. First time he saw some action. So you wish you would have seen him play a little bit better. I'm sure he wanted to play a little bit better. But Eli, you're all right. Your job is secure. And moving forward next season, I mean, if I know for the way too early, Todd McShay draft, if he is right, and they do draft the quarterback at 10, and you sit there and say to yourself, why not bring Eli to A, continue what we have going on, mentor this kid, and, hey, look, if he proves, Eli, that he can still play, why not have him sit for a year, if not two? Aaron Rodgers sat for a couple of years. Pat Mahomeboy, Mahomes on Kansas City sat his rookie year. There's nothing wrong with that. There's another guy I'd like to see in the NFL, Kyler Murray, but his age, his baseball, he's a two-star athlete, baseball and football. He's been drafted ninth overall in the NBA, NBA in the MLB draft, and his agent Scott Boris has insisted that he will be playing baseball, which is a smart decision if you have the opportunity to play baseball or football. So I get that. But I mean, the Giants, um, they 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 play good. The, the Giants have, you've seen a lot of backups come in the game and they've been playing well. And there are so many things that you could take away from this game that makes you feel good about what's happening moving forward for the Giants. Now, that was just a recap and a review of what transpired this past weekend. Now, we're going to play the Titans next week or this weekend. The one thing that worries me is Josh Johnson, running quarterback, had... I don't want to say a good day, but he came in and had 195 yards, a touchdown and interception, and was able to run for 45 yards and a touchdown. Marcus Mariota is a running quarterback. Now, a lot of that came in garbage time where guys weren't really probably giving 100% effort. So you have to credit that too. But I also want to keep that as an alert to where, all right, this is something that the Giants need to pay attention to and have that those run fits for a running quarterback set. And another thing, too, before people sit there and say, why would you mention playoffs? Look, I know that the Giants have played teams where it's been the backup quarterback. They've played teams to where um, it benefited the Giants that the backup quarterback was in. But on all those teams, they all had starters that were playing on defense. And I'm not saying that the Giants are going to the playoffs or they're great. What I am saying is it just feels good to win and knowing that you could take advantage of another team's offense to feel good about yourself when you're playing. Now, thank you for letting me uh, take your airways for a couple minutes here. But I want a uh, couple minutes, more like 27 to be exact. <laughs> um, let me end this episode on a positive note like I do with all my episodes. Today's positive note is, I will accept no one's definition of my life. I will define me. I will accept no one's definition of my life. I will define me. Thank you for listening. And bye-bye, everybody.